Hello, everyone. Welcome to my podcast, officially, I guess, on KCSU. So I have done some podcasts in the past, but they've mostly been like school projects. But this is my official first podcast. And so a little bit about myself. I am a senior here at Colorado State University studying journalism and media communications. The thing of my podcast is I really love this event at Universal Studios Orlando called Halloween Horror Nights. And this event is kind of has a funny story. So when I was younger, I would watch the travel channels walkthroughs of haunted houses. They there were some really good ones and they actually advertised this event. And me being, you know, a teenager at the time and I went to Fright Fest at Six Flags, the one in Houston. And so I was like, okay, yeah, I totally can watch this. Well, I ended up watching it alone by myself in my room in the dark. And there were some crazy houses that happened. It scared the crap out of me. And I wanted nothing to do with this event for many, many years. And actually, believe it or not, nothing wanting to do with like walkthroughs of haunted houses. And so then I started watching YouTube and wanting to learn more about like Universal itself because I was going there for Harry Potter. And everybody kept on mentioning this event. And I'm like, oh, wow. So I kind of slowly got back into it just by listening to it, not watching any of it, just listening to the audio, which believe it or not, is way more creepy sometimes because you don't know what's going on and you hear these things in the background you're like what and so then 2013 happens and I ended up binge watching Game of Thrones and believe it or not that helped me get over the event because the event that I fell in love with and still a big fan of today is 25 in 2015 and I ended up just falling in love with this event but the thing is though I've never been so this perspective is going to be from somebody who loves the event but has never physically gone I'm hoping to change that sometime in the future Universal and Netflix bring Stranger Things back And also, I really want to go to 35, which is probably going to get pushed back because thank you, COVID. We lost a year because now we're going to be a year off from 2025. It's going to be 2034 instead of 35. The good thing about that is a new theme park is opening up at Universal. So that'd be fun. I just I love this event so much. And I'm kind of sad that believe it or not, it's ending this week um, because it's ending on the 31st of Halloween. But I just want to do this podcast maybe to find other people that love the event as much as I do. And maybe somebody could come on here and talk about it with me. I also would like to, because the event's ending this week, maybe give my rundown of what houses and scare zones I liked watching it on YouTube and maybe talk about what we could possibly see next year. Another thing also too, I am not a horror fan. (laughs) I hate horror movies. I do not like anything horror movies. So like take example, Halloween, the 1970 out in 74 is going to be low on my list (laughs) because I do not like horror movies and so there's going to be some different opinions like there always is which is great I mean everybody should have their own opinion but take an IP which is an intellectual property like Halloween and compare it to an original which is what Halloween when I started out with mine is probably going to be more of the originals versus the intellectual properties just because of what is coming that year we're saying in the past Stranger Things part one was my favorite house in 2018 and but also compare it to last year where Wicked Growth 
which was beautiful, was my number one. So, and also, if anybody has been to the event, give some perspective because I've never been. I've just watched it on YouTube. That's probably what this podcast is going to be is I would really love to do this year round because, hey, Halloween can be year round, people. Like, it just can't be too assisted to call the day. There are like haunted attractions that go year round. So, I think it's fun that this event has in a lot of ways kind of come for a circle that we can talk about it year round maybe not every single month but maybe get closer and closer because the event believe it or not starts in September and runs all the way through October there was one time one year where because of the hurricane it actually went the week of November and I thought that was the coolest thing sadly that's not going to happen this year it is ending on Halloween I really love this event and I really just want to talk about it and hopefully get some other opinions from other people because I'm probably not the only one who does not live in Florida who has this opinion because I just feel like you know because I haven't gone to the event and you know I've never been I just have always felt like I could not post this out because there are like a lot of podcasts out there a lot of them I listen to all right so since the event is ending literally on Halloween, which is really cool because Halloween Horror Nights has been advertising the number 31 almost everywhere. I'm going to give my opinions about what my favorite houses and what my favorite scare zones for this year from just watching it on YouTube and just putting it out there. I give so much credit to everybody that works on this event and you're awesome. You do this year round or you're a scare actor and you just do it for a couple months. But I do have my opinion about some houses and some scare zones. So before I get into my rankings, I just want to explain what a scare zone is. It's basically an area that you walk through and the scare actors kind of like try and scare you basically so you're walking through it and you're like getting scared at the same time and there's also like really cool props and sometimes show and it's just really pretty but also very dark in some areas and so that's one thing that that I'm definitely gonna have to keep in mind but just from watching it on YouTube I already know like what my favorite is so number five is going to be conjurer of the dark and this is kind of like a witch's theme and the theme of it is that it's like the beginning of halloween it's in a kind of small area i believe it might be in the san francisco area of universal and this tends to be a very small area it's pretty cool it has some really cool effects some really cool costumes and designs some really cool creatures however I wasn't really a big fan of it because, yes, it is about witches and it does have a really interesting show. It just didn't really seem like that interesting. I don't know why. And then my number four scare zone, believe it or not, this is kind of sad because I really like this one. So last year, Universal had a really cool house called Wicked Growth. And at the end, they had this guy called the Pumpkin King or the Pumpkin Lord. And he became really famous that, like, he got his own scare zone and it's actually called Horrors of Halloween and it's in the front of the park which is called Avenue of the Stars. It's kind of when you walk in you've ever been to Universal you walk in and right now it's Minions and Minions because they're building a new Minions attraction and so this is where you enter the park. Usually during the day they play Beetlejuice or E.T. which is really awesome but 
This was a scare zone, and it basically has all the scare zones and all the scare actors in one. And then at the end, you come and see this giant, cool-looking dude called the Pumpkin Lord in a pumpkin. And he basically kind of interacts with the guest, which is really awesome. And he, like, looks really cool. But that's basically it. And it's kind of a small, crowded area. It has been for a couple of years. And so, yeah, I really do love this concept. I think it's cool. And also, I love the hanging pumpkins. They have, like, a giant trellis of lights. And it's all these pumpkins hanging up. But just looking at it from the point of view of myself i don't know and then my third one is in the new york section which um i'll go into it probably more in the future but in 25 this was my absolute favorite scare zone it goes back and forth between 28 and 25 as being my favorite scare zone so maybe i'll cover that in the future but this is called sweet revenge and this is actually a really cool scare zone because the concept of this is that a it's in the 1950s which is really cool. And the concept of this is that a candy company gives candy to kids and they kind of go a little crazy. So we have like homemade costumes like from the 50s, which is really cool. So there's like a robot and like a Raggedy Ann doll and like a scare actor. I don't know what she is, but she like is with another scare actor and one of them's a baby. And it's just, it's really cool. And then they have floats from, believe it or not, some of them are from Mardi Gras. And it's just, really really cool and i like the concept it also gives me some vibes of that scare zone in 25 just i love absolutely love when a scare zone just goes all out like with the scare actors with the music with the kind of the craziness of it and so yeah that's why that's my number three and then number two for me is scarecrow so in 2017 they had a house which is my favorite of that year and it was called Scarecrow. And this year, when other Halloween Horror Nights has weird corn, a hurricane happens. I'm not kidding you. We saw it happen this year. So basically, this is really cool because the New York Central Polk area of Universal, it's supposed to model like Central Polk and Battery Polk of New York City. It's just this really pretty tree-lined area. Now, it is kind of tight. And this is actually one of the darkest areas I think in the Polk because this is where they pump in a whole bunch of the fog and they kind of dim the lights and this is where a lot of the scare actors kind of just go all out and I think I love it because I love Scarecrow and I love the house and the scare zone which is really cool how they kind of brought some of the scarecrows and some of the actors and they kind of gave you that corn maze kind of feel i think this one would have been really cool now this is not my favorite in this area 28 is a scare zone called twisted traditions is actually my absolute favorite and i'll probably go into more of that but for this year this is my second one my number one for this year completely threw i think everybody off gold because when it started to come out it was a mystery scare zone a lot of people were thinking that it was going to be zombies and it turned out to be a graveyard scare zone and then we kept on thinking okay graveyard zombies well it turned out to be ghosts and the effects of this scare zone and it is called graveyard deadly unrest and just the fact that this was done so well was amazing because a lot of people have described it as Haunted Mansion at Universal because of the ghosts. And 
just the fact that you have a one of the actors narrating, there is a story there. And it's all these ghosts just interacting with you. Some are on pedestals, but the makeup and the costume design is just so cool. And if anybody watches it at night, it's really cool because there's a really cool lightning effect along with the narration. And even though it's in the Hollywood scare zone, which tends to be not a small, but it's not a big scare zone like the one in New York. The fact that they took this and had such big props was just really cool. And I'm kind of sad that I did not get to see this in person. Maybe it will come back one day, but it was just really, really cool. So that's my scare zones. And I hope to actually go through one one day and <laughs> not get uh, too scared. So now we're going to go into houses. Like I said before, my opinion, no offense to any of the scare actors or the set designers or anybody that worked on this, but number 10 is going to be bugs. This is a bug house where basically, again, they use the 1950s theme. And let's just say that it's something that goes horribly wrong and there are some giant bugs. There are all some iterations of <laughs> bugs doing things to people. That's all I'm going to say. When I was watching this on YouTube, I was creeped out because I literally felt like bugs were crawling on me and I wasn't even in the house. So I have not watched any of the walkthroughs since. And <laughs> I know that it has actually gotten some more positive reviews. And so my number nine is going to be Freaky and the Black Phone. Now, this is interesting because I'm not a horror fan. I have not seen any of these movies, even though my best friend has described the Black Phone to me. And I think they did a really good job. I think what was really cool about this concept is it was in one building. It was in the Fast and the Furious building. And they split both of these houses into two houses. So you basically go into one and you come out the other way. For this one, the reason it's so low is, one, I'm not a horror fan. So I don't really know the concept. And I just kind of went through it on YouTube going, okay, I'm good. <laughs> My number eight one is actually a house that got replaced at the last minute. And it is called Hellblock Horror. And so the story behind this house is that it was supposed to be rumored to be the new I think it's Evil Dead movie or TV show, something. But it got changed at the last minute. So the whole thing about this is, is you're going into a prison where it's basically the worst of the worst, like, prisoners. But it's, like, an alien from one of the scare zones, a yeti from one of the scare zones in one of the houses back in the day. So it's kind of cool. But the concept is it that you're just walking for a prison. So I didn't really watch too much of this. and. It just, I don't know, well executed, but I just wasn't really a huge, huge fan. Next is, I'm kind of sad about this one because my number seven is Spirits of the Coven. And believe it or not, this was my number one before the event started because the theme was really cool. It was about witches. It had to do with the 1920s. And I thought, oh, this is going to be so cool. Well, what they ended up doing was splitting it into two themes. And so when you walk in, it had the theme of the speak easy and then you keep on going and then it goes into kind of the more witchy conjuring kind of stuff. 
And so that part I wasn't really a big fan of. And I don't know. I just thought it was going to be so much cooler. Like I said, the scare acting was really good. And the, the sets were really good. I just don't know why. I think separating the two themes didn't really go good together. And I wish they would have just stuck with the one theme of the speakeasy it probably would have been a little bit higher and so my number six is going to be i'm just gonna call it the cupacabra house so if you know the legend of the el cupacabra it's a legend in mexico and south america they actually turned it into a house this year and it was really cool you could actually hear the creature i think it's like a goat like creature it could be so wrong so the whole concept of the house is you're going to this little town in this area and the locals of the area are actually wanting you to come visit this town. You could kind of be the sacrifice of the Chupacabra. The sound is really good. The costumes are really cool. The thing that I'm not a big fan of, a lot of it is in Spanish. <laughs> I do not speak Spanish. So listening to the translation, like listening to it, I didn't know what they were saying. Nobody, I guess, because you're not allowed to spill in the house, had translated. So I didn't really know what they were saying, but it was really cool. Number five for me is going to be Halloween. Now, I know nothing about this movie. The only thing I've seen of it is like stuff I've heard and probably some clips. The fact that it is in a soundstage house is really awesome because in 2014 it was in a tent and that was really cool. I liked that they kind of dived more into the story. I did like all the scare actors who wore Michael Miles because at one point you couldn't tell if they were real or fake. However, the fact that nobody could walk through the actual facade of the house was pretty disappointing because they did have it. But the fact that you could not walk in it was that they should have tried to do that because we have actually walked through from really cool house facades in the past. A good example would be Insidious from 2015. You got to walk into the Insidious house. You got to go into the zone. I don't know what it's called. And, you know, so I don't know why they couldn't do the concept of you walking through the Myers house. Because I think everybody who is a Halloween fan will want that. I just don't know why. Like I said, I'm not a fan of Halloween. But I just think for those who all who love the movie, they could have done that. But honestly, it was really cool what they did. Some really great scares. Some really great scenes from the movie. I just kind of went through it on YouTube going, okay, this looks cool. <laughs> so number four. Four is going to be oh descendants of destruction is actually a really cool house and this is going to be my number four it starts out in a new york city subway and it's basically in an apocalyptic area and it's actually in free ports which is pretty cool and this is actually back kind of i think think it's in a I think it's in a tent or I think it's I could be wrong sorry if I don't know exactly where these are located it's actually really cool because it has free parts so you walk in you're basically seeing like all these mutants in the subway and then you kind of get deeper and it gets kind of darker and I really like kind of the theming of it because this is actually supposed to be a prequel or it might be a prequel to a house I was in 28 which was not my favorite but I kind of really like the concept of the subway in the New York City theme and just yeah so number three is the weekend yes the weekend got a house and it's actually really cool because you get to hear his music you get to hear it outside, which is really awesome. You walk through the house and we have the mirror maze from the Super Bowl. We have all the bandages. They actually did it really well. I have heard that this house has gone down a little bit, but those people's opinion, I actually really liked it. I was surprised 
how cool some of the scares were like there's nurses like kind of towards the end of the house just standing there and like one of them jumps out at you it's just it's really cool if you guys just want to go find these houses and just youtube there's a ton of youtubers out there that actually during media night got special permission to film in the houses because you're actually not supposed to and then my number two is called legends collide and this is really cool because it's the wolfman mummy and dracula which i'm a huge universal monsters fan so when epic universe opens up i'm gonna be so excited for the universal monsters so basically the plot of this is that the wolfman is trying to stop the curse on him so he's trying to find this amulet that would stop him from having the sun come out he gets a mysterious call from somebody that ends up turning out to be dracula and they end up going to Egypt and finding it and actually bringing the mummy back to life. So it's kind of like a the mummy versus Wolfman versus Dracula. And at the end of the night, you get to see who the winner is. And so I really love the theming. I love the costumes. I love the scare acting. I just love this house so much because I love the Universal Monsters and it actually was really done now this is actually a two-part house and so the second part i have not watched yet i have not had time to see the second part because it is in hollywood and so i have not actually seen any of the walkthroughs of it yet and i'm really hoping to so i can kind of compare which one might be better even though it's kind of cool that universal and hollywood studios in universal hollywood california actually divided up a house because that really happens usually they have the same houses and usually they don't so yeah it was really cool so i'm hoping to see it and then my number one is called dead man's worth it's a sequel house from a scare zone in 2016 this was actually a really cool scare zone because they actually had a boat in the middle of it and they had scare actors dressed up as seamen from the boat and so this is just a sequel to it and it's beautiful because you walk in and you have somebody playing the violin for real you have a lighthouse going and you have a story of the entire house so this is just beautiful because of the entrance and also like you have a ship it's a water house you have scare actors dressed up as the people that were on the ship some of them have like the scuba mask on it's just it's really cool and it's like it's a really pretty house just for the underwater theme alone and i'm so glad that they finally brought this scare zone back into a house and i think that's really cool so yeah that's my number one and that's basically it like i said i hope to experience this in live because i've heard that it's a lot different than watching it on a video and so that's it <laughs>